0: Hey, I'm Pastor Mike, and thank you so much for taking time to check out this message. And I hope that it inspires you. I hope it pushes you either towards a relationship with Jesus or further along in your relationship with Jesus. But we would never want this message to replace the reality of what it means to be involved with a local church. Although I'm excited that you're checking this out and I, and I hope it speaks to you. Let me encourage you that you need to be involved in a local body. There's something to the fact that that you need to be under the authority of the spiritual lead of a pastor and involved in a community that can push you uh, further along. We are meant to be in community. So enjoy this message, but let me encourage you to be seeking an opportunity to be involved with a local church. Well, good morning, everybody. How are we doing this morning? Man, would you all give it up one more time for our kids this morning doing such an amazing job? I was just, I was kind of sitting there just kind of like stepping back and thinking, And for a year and a half old church. Boy, we got some talented kids, Um, you know, really excited about all that God is doing in there and and, um, cannot wait to see what happens when Children's Church is in the big cafeteria at Leesburg High School. And uh, we've got a a stage that is about three or four times the size of this one. So we're going to need like three or four times the amount of kids to put on it, you know. So uh, I'm really really excited But uh, let me tell you a couple quick things before I get into the teaching today I want to remind you that uh, on your phone uh, We just put back into play Some of you guys had asked about it The ability to take notes right on your phone So if the person next to you is doing this They may not be texting Don't don't, don't evil eye them You know what I'm saying uh, They may be actually taking notes But you can go on to cotlakes.com And go under resources And it says this week's notes And it's got the notes, the verses And then a place for you to fill in And then once you get done at the end, you put your email address in and it emails you your own notes. So if that's something you want to try out, if you're, if you're a, a more techie person than some of the rest of us, please feel free to do that. Also, let me just say this time period for us, um, it's, it's, it's Easter. And so I think it goes without saying that Easter is we, we jokingly say it's kind of like the Super Bowl for church, you know, because so many people are so open in the ability to come to church and be a part of a church. And so would you make sure that during this time period you help us out by getting on social media? by sharing and commenting when we send out things, especially like we've set up an event for Easter, those kind of things. Those are things that you can invite your friends to really, really easy. You can go down and invite your whole list and that kind of stuff. So so you may not think of it this way, but that is modern evangelism. You know, I don't, I don't think our brains quite think that way, uh, because old school, we just think of evangelism. I gotta have a track and I gotta knock on somebody's door or something or, you know, I gotta catch somebody here and there. Uh, but, but there is no reason why in a generation that spends so much time looking at a screen, uh, that we don't flip it and turn that screen into something that maybe has the opportunity to share the gospel. So would you help us in that way and, and get online and do that? And then also really, really excited to tell you, we just got online. Uh, last week. So we're ready now. Anybody here, podcasters, anybody like listening to podcasts? Well, if you do, there's now a new church of the lakes podcast. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to sermons and we may get to the point where we put some other things on there, but right now it's the sermon audio. There is a podcast on Google play on iTunes and on Spotify. Uh, so any of those that you want to look up, you can uh, follow us on the podcast, go back and listen to a teaching, uh, or share it with a friend. Maybe that's something that is another, uh, it, again, it's about evangelism. It's another way for you to be able to share that with someone else and just say, hey, check this out. See if we like this. See if you could, you know, stand listening to this crazy Cajun for 30, 40 minutes or whatever kind of thing. So, uh, but anyway, um, I am really, really excited because... Um, What I try to do on fifth Sundays, and sometimes I'm not going to lie to you, it's a little difficult, is I try to take whatever they're teaching in children's church because every month our children have some big word for the month, right? They have some big word and all the teachings kind of line up and they do that every month and it changes every month. So whenever we have a fifth Sunday family worship, what I try to do is I try to take whatever they've been studying for the month and for this to be kind of like the final teaching for them and a teaching for us, which is a little bit difficult, if you can understand, to try to do that and to tie it all together and make it work. Um, But I loved, loved, loved this month's topic from Children's Church. And so I am so excited about this opportunity today because here's the word. um, Well, what is the word? Does anybody know the word? What's the the big word? The big word is, it's image, unique image and individuality, right? Unique image and individuality. Now listen, here's what's crazy is, individuality or image is an interesting topic these days. Would you not agree? Because what it means to be individual these days or to be your own person really depends on who you're talking to. For example, I had a kid one time who was in my youth group. And back in the day, we called them goths. Uh, what do y'all call them now? Emos. Okay, Emos. So for those of you older folks that are going, I don't know what you're talking about, all black clothes, black fingernails, combat boots, kind of like maybe, okay, let me help you out. Back to the 80s, punks. Punk in the 80s, right? So it went from punk to goth, to now they call them emos, whatever you want to call them, I had a kid in my youth group who was a punk goth emo, whatever, um, and, and this kid came all black, the whole nine yards, the whole deal, and so this kid, I offered to take this kid shopping, because he they were having family struggles and this stuff, and he needed some clothes, and so I went to take, offered to take him shopping, and I said, where would you like to go shopping, right, and I'm thinking, you know, Old Navy, or, you know, kind of thing, right, and what does he say to me, hot topic, does anybody remember Hot Topic? Right? For all your prepackaged subculture needs. Right? Um, Hot Topic. He wants to go to Hot Topic. And, and I was like, why? You want, why, do, why, do you, why do you want to wear that stuff? You know, like I'm the old man. You know what I mean? Like, what? And he's like, I just, I just like being unique. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. There's a Hot Topic in every mall across the country how is that unique? I said, I tell you what, let's do unique. I'll take you to Joanne fabrics. We'll get several yards of red velvet. We'll make you a suit. Wear that to school, dude. You will be so stinking unique, right? He didn't like that idea. He didn't like that idea at all, right? And so it's funny to think about when we think about what it means to be unique. And it's crazy because our culture Is screaming ideas at us and screaming ideas at you guys about who you should be and what you should be and as a matter of fact the culture today is screaming at us in two ways and I want you to catch this because one of the best ways for us to beat the scheme of the enemy is to know his plans right so catch me on this one listen this is so so important two ways that our culture is trying to draw us away from what God would have it's in image and sound image and sound what you see and what you hear, right? What we see. In other words, you guys look and we see some kind of cool clothes, right? And it's like, well, I want to look like that. That's an image, right? And so we go and buy. And so it's funny because we have all the different, you can go to a local high school, right? We're going to Leesburg high school, And you can pretty much pick out, you can like walk around and go future farmer of America, cheerleader, jock, band nerd. Cause every band nerd has got a band shirt on every time, (laughs) right? It's either polyester or a band shirt. But anyway, um, and then that, that kid's probably on the weightlifting team and that, are you following what I'm saying? Like the way we dress has a lot to do with, and it's funny because on purpose today, I I bought a whole new outfit. And I have already had several of you go like, whoa, Pastor Mike, what's the occasion? (laughs) Right? And I did that on purpose because of this reality. Because image, image. And then what we hear, what we see and what we hear, and what we hear is music and the messages thereof. Right? The messages of media, just do it. Right? 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 There was a several, you've heard me say this one before, but Nintendo used to have uh, an advertisement and it was demonic. I don't care what anybody says. Like it freaked me out because it was this Nintendo play video games, blah, blah, blah. And then this voice, this, this woman's satanic voice came on at the end, right? And she goes, listen to me, escape reality. And she said it just like that. And I mean, the hair on the back of my neck stood up when I heard that escape reality. Cause I'm thinking, is that Is that really what's going on? Are we promoting to especially our young men and our young boys? Don't deal with reality. Don't learn to deal with people. Just escape it. Right? You don't have to live real life. And so our culture, when we talk about individuality, our culture, it's image and sound. Are you following me on that one? Like what we see and what we hear is, is, is so, and, and he's trying so badly. And so what I want to say to you, this is, is that God has a plan for your life. God has something that he's supposed to, 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 to wants you to do. God has these ideas of how we're, but what it's going to take for us to live that life is, we're going to have to stand up. We're going to have to stand up to what we hear and what we see. Do you understand what I mean by that? you're going you're going to be confronted you're going to be confronted with the desire to compromise you're going to be confronted with the ideas right so these different ideas so we all find ourselves in these weird places and i want to use a story that probably most of us know uh, maybe there's some of you that haven't been in church a long time that's okay but but it's a pretty popular story um and especially if you're like a veggie fan you know you remember rack shack and benny um so I want to talk a little bit about the fiery furnace today is, is this story. And so we're going to be in, in Daniel chapter 3. For those of you who would like uh, to turn there in your own Bible, but it's in your notes for the most part, every scripture I'm going to use. You can see it's packed. Forgive me. I know some of you are going to be like, Pastor Mike, you didn't give me any room to write. Um, sorry. Um, use your arm. Okay. Um, Daniel 3, 1 through 7. Let's read this story. And I want you to pay attention to image and sound. Did you hear me? Image and sound. Here we go. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold. 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So this is a king way back in the day, for you guys that may not know, long, long time ago. And he decides to set up this image and he calls all the officials, everybody who's it's the who's who. Right. So imagine like something downtown Leesburg and it's everybody from the sheriff to the city commissioners to, you know, mayor. I mean, you name it. Pastors are there. I mean, just, you know, who's who he sets up this whole thing and they're going to set up a what? What is it they're going to set up an an image? Right. They're going to set up an image. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all other prudential officials assembled for the dedication of the image that the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And and they stood before it. Then he heralded loudly and proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. Commanded to do. How many of you have ever felt peer pressure? How many of you have ever felt like you needed to keep up with, come on. How many of you ever looked over at your neighbor's front yard and go, God, my yard looks like crap. Come on, that's peer pressure, right? Uh, uh, How many of you have ever signed your kid up for something because everybody else was signing up for it? That's peer (laughs) pressure. And here's what the world will do. Listen to me, through image and sound, through what you hear and what you see, the world will command you to do it. And you will feel that pressure, right? You will feel that pressure to give in and to do. So so the king commanded that they do, as soon as you hear the what? The sound. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, here we are with what we hear, flute, zither. I love that word, zither, zither. Anyway... Next time we do family worship, I want somebody to play the zither. Um, whatever that is. Flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of what we hear. You must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship would immediately be thrown into the blazing furnace. thrown into a fire. ever felt like, and maybe it wasn't a furnace, but you ever felt that peer pressure to such an extent that maybe it was, it was like a furnace. You understand what I mean? Like you felt such a push to give in. You, You felt that. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about what does it look like for you and I to stand up in a bow down world see, we're called, listen, listen, so, so important. We are called to stand up in what is a bow down world. And what we are being told is because of our belief systems or because of what we stand for that we are. And you can come up with all the names, right? Because in my household, my wife says, Michael, you're the head of the household. She calls me Michael, her and my mother. They're the only ones on the planet. You call me Michael. I'm not going to like it. I'm just telling you. No, but, but Michael, she says, you know, you're the head of the household. I'm your wife and I'll submit. And there are people in our world today who would be like, submit? What kind of crap is that? Right? What do you mean? Like, you, you're, you're more valuable than her or something? I mean, listen, listen, listen. Right? And we feel this pressure. We feel this push. And we can dive in. You want to dive in? Here we go. So uh, we start talking about a- abortion. Ooh, did he go there? Yes, he did. Right? And here's a struggle because there's a part of us going, well, this is killing babies. And then we hear of a situation, right? And we go in that situation. I feel this pressure to give in. I feel this pressure. to Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. And I could go down a whole list of different things. And so, oftentimes, you're going to feel this pressure, people of God. As long as we're on this planet, we're going to feel this pressure. We're going to feel this thing inside of us where we need to sort of give in. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music. I don't know why that they feel the need to continue all those every time. I haven't figured that out yet. I just think it's cool. Um, But all kinds of music, again, what we hear. All the nations of the people of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, but let's look at uh, verse 12, but there are some Jews whom you have set over affairs of the province of Babylon, right? Here's, here's where Rakshak and Bini come in, right? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who pay no attention to you. This is them reporting back to the king. Your majesty, they neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold that you have set up. See, here's, here's what everyone needs to understand. You were created to worship, so you will worship something. Every single one of us, we will bow down to something. Do you think it's important to maybe consider what you're bowing down to? Boy, we better be bowing down to the right things. Right? We better have our lives in such a way where we are about, it is critical to know. Verse 13, then Nebuchadnezzar, in a terrible rage. I love the picture there. Hear, hear, hear this, because Satan gets really loud, doesn't he? Come on, and have you ever felt that push, that pressure, that right like Satan, ah! and come on, let's be honest, it's scary. Like some of you have gotten some reports lately, or some things happen in your life lately, and it's scary. Like it's it it, it it sounds really loud, but can I say this to you? Listen to me. We're going to talk a little bit about standing up in courage, and what courage does is here's the loud and here's the fear, and opens the door and realizes Satan is just a little yapping chihuahua. He is. I used to, I said it for years this way in children's church. So let me say it today. There is God and there is Satan. Right? We have this picture of like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, and they're like equally matched. That's not. Come on. There is God and there is Satan and he's a little yapping chihuahua. But the reality is, is he's scary. Would you not agree? Like when these situations come and he, gets, he loves. And so look at this in a terrible rage right nebuchadnezzar ordered shadrach meshach and abednego to be brought in before him so i can picture him yelling bring him in here ah, he's doing all this and they come in and, and 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 in that moment listen 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 in that moment in your life when it gets loud you know do you know what i mean by that when the world gets loud when all heck is breaking loose and everything crazy is going on around you. And, and, and things are, are messed kind of at home or struggles that are going on. It's how we respond in that moment that has so much to do with our faith and our realization of who our God is. It's Is He really God? Or in that moment, do we back off and make Him God? Versus Satan. Do you hear the difference? Yeah. And this is what they show us today in this message. is How do we stand up? How do we deal with the scare tactics? Right? King Nebuchadnezzar says, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I love that he uses their names. You know how that is? You remember when your mama called you and she used your whole name? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Right? Jennifer Lynn? Yeah. That's my wife's yeah. n- middle name. We didn't practice that. That was good. Um, Listen to this. Is it true of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? He demanded that you are refusing to serve my gods. Boy, he gets in their face. Or to worship the gold statue I set up. I'll give you one more chance. Ooh, what a moment. And you and I have the opportunity, unfortunately, to experience those moments all the time. The scare tactics of life, right? If I don't deal with this, my whole world's going to fall apart. Mm, Probably not. But that's what it feels like. Because Satan's barking at us, right? It's the scare tactics. The devil loves to bark really, really, really loud, right? But he's just not that loud. So let me talk to you, number one today, about standing firm takes courage. Standing firm takes courage. Courage, right? Here's what they say next in verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not worried about what will happen to us. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Are they feeling fear? I would say yes. There's a difference between fear and worry. Worry is replaying fear over and over and over and over again. And they would be not unhuman if they didn't look at the fiery furnace and go, uh, oh, okay. Right? But what I love is his words here, as he says, we're not worried about it. In other words, I'm not going to sit here and play this over and over and over in my head. Come on, how many of you have done that? You had a situation, you had a tough situation going on in your life, and you're like this, and and all day long, that's your thought process. Because you're worried. Because you're playing it over and over and over again. And what have we forgotten? I don't know. Something about greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. Something like that. Come on, I'm preaching about 62.5% better than you're responding right now. You know what I'm saying? Like greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. Amen. The reality is, is, is we, we lost something in that moment in, in the scare tactics and the fear tactics. They did not lack fear. They just had the strength to face fear. Courage is not the lack of fear. Courage is the ability to not bow down to fear. It's to stand up in the face of fear. What is it right now? That the enemy is trying to scare you with. So your kids, is it finances? Is it this world? Good Lord, it's a crazy political climate. Right? Are you guys excited? We're going to have another election. Right? I'm just praying we get it over with. You know, I mean, you know, it's crazy the world that that is going on around us and the pressures and you guys, the pressures that you guys feel from social media and all the things and the comparison game that happens because of social media, all that is coming. But listen to me, courage is not that you don't fear. I feel fear all the time, all the time, all the time. I stood here this morning, early this morning, setting up the jacuzzi. Sorry, baptismal, thank you. (laughs) That's what we use for our baptismal. But it's funny because I was standing here and I just had this like, almost like this little spiritual battle moment where I could feel like, you know, I wonder if it, it's like, is who's getting baptized today? What's going to happen today? This, and I started, you know what I started to do? I started to worry about today. Do you, do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, what? And, and I'm just wondering, like you, where are you right now with this worry process? This, and, and, I, and, and I love their response. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not worried about what's going to happen to us. We're a little scared. We have fear. We're human. But you know what? We're not going to bow down to it. Let me encourage you to stop bowing down to it. Let me me encourage you to stop playing through it and remind yourself who your God is. Right? Right? That that He's God. He's huge. He's amazing. He always comes through. Every time. Every time. Every time. And I know there's some of you that would probably say, yeah, but... But I stood and and, and it doesn't feel like that God came through. And let me say to you, I think number two of our lesson today as we look at these guys is this. Standing firm takes faith. Standing firm takes faith. Listen to what they say next in verse 17. If we are thrown into the flaming furnace, our God is able to deliver us. I love it. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said? He didn't say God will keep us out of the furnace. Come on, catch this. He said, if you throw us in, God will deliver us. Yeah. In other words, not that we're not going to go through the fire, but God will take us through the fire. Right. Yeah. In that reality. So he says, he says, our God is able to deliver us and he will deliver us out of your hand. Your majesty. But if he doesn't, I love, I love, I love the, your majesty there. Don't miss the subtle things in scripture. There's another translation. I read several other translations and he- and it just says, sir. You know what I see here is I see Nebuchadnezzar in a rage, right? Nebuchadnezzar's lost his mind and he's foaming at the mouth. You know, you're going to do that. That's what it feels like with Satan in our lives. What I love about these guys is the courage. Not that they're not scared. Of course they're scared. They're looking at the king going, you can chop my head off right now if you wanted to. You can throw me in the fire furnace. Of course I have some fear, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to stand on who my God is. And he says the words, and I got to think there's a little bit inside of them that even battles with the words that they're saying. Come on, they're human. But they stand on it anyway and say, I'm not worried because you know what? My God's going to deliver us. And I don't read it because of the, your majesty or the Sir. I read it very respectfully, right? So it's not like, we ain't worried about you white boy. <laughs> That's not the attitude. What I read here. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Like, 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 I think what he's saying is he goes, look, 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 look. Our God's going to save us, sir. Is there Do you see the respect? Yeah. Do you see the calm? Do you see the control? Right within within his, he says, your majesty, but catch this. This is the best part. But if he doesn't, we ain't going to bow down to your idol either. Let me ask you what you're going through right now. If God doesn't deliver you the way you think he should deliver you, will you not give in anyway? Will you worship him anyway? Will you serve him anyway? Why? Because he's God and he's so much smarter than us. And his ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so whatever it is, I love their attitude. They go, sir, you know, our God can deliver us from the fiery furnace, sir. uh, But you know what? If he doesn't, we're we're still not going to bow down because we know who our God is. We trust that he is sovereign in control of everything. And even though right now we're struggling, even though right now we feel this tug of fear, even though right now we have the enemy right in our face yelling at us and trying to get us to give in and the peer pressure and the struggles and the fear and all that sort of stuff, even though we have all that, if he doesn't deliver me out of this right now, he's going to deliver me anyway. Please understand, sir, that even even then we will never under any circumstance serve your gods. Or worship the gold statue that you have erected we forget something sometimes as believers as followers of Jesus we're in a win-win situation y'all do you understand what I mean by that is if God heals you of the cancer that's awesome because that's who he is and he'll do that but if he doesn't take you home guess what you get to see him face to face and live in glory that's a win-win You can't bother someone who's in a win-win situation. Let me ask you, have you forgotten that you were in a win-win situation? Have we let this world so scare us and fear us that you forget we're in a win-win situation? That's why Paul says, listen to me, (laughs) to live is Christ. Paul says, you know, if you let me live, I'm going to keep writing books of the Bible. I'm going to keep sharing the gospel. But if you chop my head off, I get to see Jesus. Right? That, listen, have we, have we forgot that? Have you forgotten that? Have you forgotten that in the struggles of this life? And when Satan is so barking in your face and yelling at you and trying to push you to give in and, and to give in to what this world says is normal. Ooh, come on, parents. You ever felt any pressure to do it this way and not do it that way? So I'm going to go ahead and go there a little bit. I didn't put this on my notes, but here we go. <laughs> Why y'all say, uh oh, y'all know me too well. No, but honestly, we were at a church one time and I got called in and they said to me, uh, we need to talk to you because your wife. She's covered her head up. Listen to me. They said your wife, couple ladies saw your wife coming out of the bathroom of one of your two of your girls and their legs were. And they used the term black and blue all the way up and down their legs. Yeah, first of all, a bruise doesn't form in like 4.7 seconds. Let's start there. But you know what? It was gossipy and it was within our church. Are you hearing me? It was, it was, and so I looked at him. I wrote down the number. 1-800-ABUSE. And I handed it to him and I said, call it if you think there's a problem. And I walked out. And I, and I got to be honest, I thought that's my job. They're going to fire me. But they didn't and they respected me for standing up. Right. And the reality of it is, is the, the, the scripture says, spare the rod, spoil the child. So we spank in our house. Amen. You may not like that. That's OK. We don't have to agree. Right. I don't have to live with your children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. At some point, being a follower of Christ, you're going to have to stand up. You're going to have to make some decisions and they're not always going to be popular. And they're not always going to be cool. And they're not always going to feel good. I cannot tell you being a leader of anything, but a leader of a church is a very lonely thing because I make some decisions sometimes. And a bunch of people are looking at me like you've lost your mind. Right? Leading is leading. Standing up and doing what God has told you to do is standing up and doing what God has called you to do. No matter how loud it gets, no matter how much barking, no matter how much... there's a time when the church used to be attacked from the outside. The Romans were persecuting the church. And Satan was coming from the outside. I think that the enemy has changed his tactic. I think Satan likes to kill churches from the inside now. We do it to each other. i got to get off that or I'm going to go down a whole other road. Verse Verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the, fire, the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the uh, strongest soldiers in the army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach. Isn't that funny? How, have you ever noticed how the world or even people, um, when you frustrate them because you're doing the right thing, they will go to extremes in anger, Right? Come on, you gotta know, and and, and teenagers, you gotta know. Singles, you gotta know. When you stand up for what's right, the first response is not always, you are so noble, (laughs) right? It's to push a little hard. Did you notice what they said? He picked some of the strongest men to bind them up. Like I love the, it just makes me laugh, the rage there, the frustration of the enemy that's trying to come against. Right, some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie, tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes. Why did they have to have all that? But anyway, I, I thought about this like I thought was like, like, like was there such thing as like furnace skinny dipping or something? Like why do you have to have, anyway? Why do you have to have all the clothes in there? Um, I'm weird. My brain works that way. Sorry. Why do you have to, turbans, other clothes? Were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent, and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, uh, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. What was that moment like? Was that moment like? Boy, you, 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 they, there's there's about. seconds there Where these guys get burnt up And you can't tell me they didn't feel fear And they fall into the fiery furnace Right? And some of you guys right now You're feeling like your marriage is falling into the fiery furnace Or maybe your kids Or maybe your job or other areas, your finances, so many different things that you feel like right now. And here's what I'm here today. My job today is to look you square in the eye and tell you, your God is big, your God is powerful, your God is sovereign, your God is in charge of it all, and he's got you. Just stand firm. They fall into the fiery furnace. Mm. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement. What? And he asked the advisors, were there, weren't there three men that were tied up and threw into the fire? Wait a minute. Preach warning. I'm about to preach a little bit, just so you know. Okay? Preach warning. Um, were there three men that were tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, certainly, Your Majesty, there were. And he said, look, I see four men walking around in that fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. In other words... Jesus is in the fire with them. Come on, somebody. Somebody this morning needed to hear that Jesus is in the fire with you and you just hadn't been paying attention. He's standing right there. Some of you feel like God is so far away because of what you're going through. You just hadn't turned to your left. Because he's standing right there. He's standing right next to you going, "I, I, I got this. Like, let, let's walk through this scenario. Trust me. I've got all things under my control. So I love this. Catch this. This is so good. and We're getting close to the end. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Catch this. Servants of the... Whoa, 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 whoa. King Nebuchadnezzar just got saved, y'all. He did it. He just he just he just took on their religion catch this so so good Shadrach Meshach and Abednego servants of the Most High God I don't know who it is but your God is the one right he's got saved servants of the Most High God um, c- c- come out of here come come here c- come here I love that scene come here. C- come, come here come here so Shadrach Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire and the satraps, prefects, governors and royal advisors crowded around them. Check check this. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies. Let me tell you something. When you stand up for what is right, when you stand up, listen to me, let's stop being scared of the culture around us. Let's, as a matter of fact, let's stop bad mouthing the culture around us. Can I encourage you with something? The world is really tired of hearing what you're against. They really would like to hear what you're for. Yeah, yeah. Our job is to bring the what? The good news, not the bad news. When, when, when did the church all of a sudden feel like it was our job to bring the bad news? You suck and you're going to hell and you huh. this is sin in your life. And <laughs> I can't wait to come to that church. <laughs> Come on, our job is to bring the good news. You know what they need to hear? They need to hear what we are for. They need to hear what we... Listen to me. Stop being against a political party. Start being for what God says. Listen to me. I am not against abortionists. I, I have empathy for them. I hurt for them. But I am for the lives that God has created. You hear the difference? And if the the church will get off our against policy and start telling them what we're for, maybe they'd be interested in in, in joining us. Maybe they'd be interested in, in considering. But we've gotten lazy. We've gotten lazy in the fact that all we want to do is rail on instead of taking the time to intelligently be able to say, well, let me tell you why that I'm for this. Let me tell you why I'm for God. Let me tell you what He's done in my life. And so, yeah, I don't understand it all, but i got to do it His way because I'm for Him. Right? Well, at least i got one, one with me today. That's what I'm talking about. All right. They saw that not the, fire, the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their head singed, their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Listen to me, you can go right into the middle of the culture and not smell like the culture. Amen. Amen. If you're standing the way that God has called you to stand, you know when you start smelling like the culture, when you start raging against the culture instead of bringing the good news. Then we start smelling like the culture, and looking like the culture. Let me ask you to consider your posts. Post what you're for. Stop posting what you're against. Start bringing intelligent reasons why God is who He says He is. Tell your story. Share with people who He is. Because He's big and amazing. And we all have God's stories. Right? Let's stop being against People, Because it's not people, it's the spirit behind the people. Right? And start being for the people because we're for God. Because they're created in his image. And, and, and so there's a struggle. There's a, there's a thing that, that we have there inside of us. If I spend time with this person, if, I see, if I'm here or there. Listen to me, guys. Jesus himself was considered a drunk because he hung out there. Yeah. Like, have you ever really thought about, like, I don't know, maybe Jesus would have been sitting at the shamrock. I didn't say he participated necessarily. I didn't say he became. But what I'm saying is, is at some point within our ability to withstand temptation and sin, we have to be a light and be in the middle of the culture, in the way that God has called us to be. They need to know what we are for. What I hear and see in these guys is not once did they get angry. Not once did they get like jacked up by it. They just said, you know what? We got to stand for this because that's what God told us to do, King, Sir. Respect. Right? Honor. And number three is this, number three is is standing firm inspires others, right? Come on, you guys all know, you've seen like a a YouTube video that just like got you fired up, like Jonathan sent me this YouTube video and it was a man thing, it was like, and I ended up sending it out to a bunch of our guys, Uh, but he is a triathlete and so they do like these crazy long runs, of this training. And it was just talking about this perseverance. And keep going. And rah, rah, rah. I mean, when that video was done, like I was ready to go bear hunting with a switch. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Like that. Listen, listen, listen. That's what the church is supposed to be. That's who you and I are supposed to be. We are called to be stand up people. We are called to be a stand up church. Everybody thinks this is kind of weird. Like, I love it. Like we're going to Leesburg High School. You can, wait, 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 listen to this. So here's the response. You can do that. Right? And to which I love to look at him and go, uh, well, we are. I'm not, I'm not really sure what that means, but we are. Right? And and, and and some people have looked at me and said like, wait, wait, wait. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> I won't say who it was. Someone called me and said, I need to understand something that you're doing. And I said, okay. And they said, I understand you redid all the carpet in the auditorium at Leesburg High School. They're like, yeah. They were like, that must have been really expensive. I'm like, I don't know what you call expensive, but $19,000 is a lot of money. And they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And then they go, but I heard you were putting like a whole new lighting system. And I know it has to cost a lot more than that. And I said, yeah, it does a lot more than that. And they go, why? Why are you, why are you investing so much? Like, why don't you scale it back a little bit? like he doesn't need that much. Right? And, and, and the person actually said to me, so if I'm calculating right, I'm just going to guess it's over $100,000. Wouldn't $100,000 be a great down payment on a facility for you guys? And I said, yeah, it sure would. But it's an even better down payment on a bunch of souls. It's an even better down payment on a group of people that say, you know what, we'll be uncomfortable. Let's be uncomfortable. Let's get into the middle of it. Let's don't avoid culture. Because I think sometimes that's why we like our own campuses. Let's be honest. Yeah. We like our own campus because we can go hide out in our little Christian bubble over here. Right? And everything can be all, be all pretty and all this kind of stuff. And every once in a while we put together our posse and run out there and do a little evangelism that kind of looks like, hey, why don't you come back over and come over here and act like us? That, that's not the story here. No. The story is, is, is these, group, these young men who said, we'll stand up when we live in a foreign, pagan world. We'll stand up and be who God's called us to be. And, and, and we're not afraid of whatever that God brings. And, and so when we stand firm, it inspires others to do the same. Look at verse 28. We're getting close to the end. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Love it. Nebuchadnezzar gets saved, y'all. It's so cool. Who has sent his angel and rescued his servants? They trusted him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Boy, Nebuchadnezzar got a little inspired, doesn't he? All of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar can preach. But this coming up is my favorite part of this whole story. This is hilarious. You ready? So it says... (laughs) Uh, They trusted uh, and defined the king's orders. Oh, therefore, I decree. Here's Nebuchadnezzar. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be cut into pieces. That is awesome. Right? Because he's saved, but he ain't sanctified yet. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Like King Nebuchadnezzar needs to go to life steps. You know what I'm talking about? Like he needs, right? he needs to deal with some stuff, but isn't that, isn't that the way it is that we come to God as we are and he us as we are. And now we're in a process, right? And so it's, and he goes on, he says, to cut them into pieces and their houses will be turned into piles of rubble. He, need, he needs Jesus a little more. You know what I mean? For no other God can save in this way. Then the king promoted, promoted. Listen to me. When you stand up in this world, this world will promote you. When you stand up and do the right thing, this world will promote you. I know you don't believe that. I'm not telling you to stand on your desk tomorrow and preach to everybody at work. It'd be kind of fun to watch or make a good video. But what I am saying to you is this. Stand up. You know that time when they crack that joke around the water cooler and your spirit man's going I probably shouldn't laugh at this that was a little off colored and you feel that pressure you feel that more listen to me stand up stand up young lady when you're out on that date and the time comes and you're alone and you feel that pressure stand up be who God's called you to be. And don't fear. Because the enemy's going to say to you, but he's, he'll leave you. He'll never talk to you again. And you'll never have, you'll be lonely. And listen to me. God will take care of you. If you'll stand up and make that decision. Right? Teenagers, singles, when we do things in a healthy way. Businessmen, when we, don't, don't fudge the numbers. Tax time's coming up. Right? Stand up. Be who God's called us to be. And when we do that, not only will God bless, but he will inspire others. Here's how we say it at Church of the Lakes. Wonder precedes the word. When you make people wonder, why do you do that? Why did you say that? Why did you not do that? Why did you walk out of that movie? Because what is the world trying to do to us? Remember we started with? Image and sound, what you see and what you hear. Yep. At what point do we stand up and say, you know what? I'm not being ugly to anybody else, but I'm, I'm going to walk out of this movie. That's all right. I don't care that I paid a trillion dollars to get in here. Yep. Right? Listen to me. It's important for us to be stand-up people in a bow-down world. Why? Because the people around us need to see it. We are called to stand up. We are called to be different Not just to gather and sing Kumbaya. That's not church. Right? Church is what y'all are about to do when we release you. Church is about walking out these doors and standing up for who God is and what He says and what's important. Right? Even when it's uncomfortable. Even when everybody else thinks you're crazy. Knowing that God will carry you through, even if you have to go into the furnace. So we're going to reach people for Christ that others have written off. That's, that's a goal of mine. We are jumping out of the, this is the way I look at it. We're jumping out of the fire and into the frying pan. Right? People were like, are you serious? You're going to put a church in the tropic where it's a bar on Mardi Gras and bike week. It's kind of the fire. Yeah, well, let's don't do that anymore. We'll leave there and we'll go to Leesburg High School because that's a holy place. (laughs) Are we called to isolate ourselves and create our little Christian bubbles or are we called to be in the middle of the culture? Not fearful of it, but standing firm, standing up in love, in kindness, in humility, in gentleness, but standing firm and saying, this is who my God is. I can't do that because that would, that, would not be, uh, that would not be good. It would grieve my God's heart, and I don't want to grieve His heart. And when you stand up, others will watch you, and they will see what you are doing. This is not Mike's calling. This is our calling, right? For us to, to do something different. And so I just want to encourage you because the way we do it here at Church of the Lakes, we need to get you on the team. You need to get on a team. And if Church of the Lakes is not the team, that's awesome. There's some other great churches. Be happy to point you in those directions. But you need to get on the team because there's a calling. And the calling is not for us to gather and sing Kumbaya on Sunday mornings and call it church. It is to get on a team and serve together in such a way where we stand in such a way in a community that a community goes, huh? what? What are they doing? What's going on? I I should go check that out. And then we have the opportunity to say, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about the greatest decision that you could ever make in your life. And so if you haven't gone through life steps yet, they start next week, right? You, You need to get plugged in. And if it's not here, that's okay, man. We love you. Rock and roll. I had some people not that long come to me and say, you know, I think we're going to go on down the street. I said, great. How can I help you? How can we do? And we're still, we're good. Listen, we're not in competition with any other church. We just need to get on board and get to playing the game. I'm the coach, y'all. My job is to kick your butt and go get in the game. Right? And for some of you, maybe you feel inadequate or you feel fear. What do we just say? Stand up in the face of fear. You have so much more to offer than you actually know or think. For so long the enemy has told you you don't matter, you're insignificant, you don't have talents like everybody else, you're not funny, you're not this, and it's the roar of a yapping chihuahua behind the door. You are called for a great purpose, to inspire. And the way we're going to inspire our community is by standing up, And being who God has called us to be. No matter how big or blazing the fiery furnace looks. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you today. Father, thank you for this amazing story. And um, God, I see myself in so many different characters. There's times when I've stood up. There's times when I was even Nebuchadnezzar. And been ugly to other people. So Father, I just pray for each one of us, wherever we are today, would you speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit? Would you give us courage to stand up? Those things that we're fearing, those things that we're letting hold us down, that the enemy has just had a stronghold in our lives, right now in Jesus' name, would you break those strongholds? Would you release our souls to fulfill who you have called us to be? if there's anybody here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus, you've never made him Lord of your life, I want to pray a prayer with you. I'm going to give you some words, and they're just words. Nothing holy or special about my words. What is holy and special is your sincerity. It's your heart. And so you might pray something like this. Jesus, thank you for loving me. And thank you for giving your life for me. Today, I surrender my entire life to you. As best as I know how, I'm going to try to serve you. Give me courage to be who you have called me to be. We pray all this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen, amen.